Hey guys, back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed. And we have a pretty special episode, I think, today. Um, we're going to be talking about Pio Chai. So it's a South Asian bubble tea spot. It's opened up on Long Island. And we're going to be talking with uh, the co-owner who we actually went to school with. So, uh, John, like, what do, what do you think we'll get out of this? Well, yeah, we're just going to discuss... Shahir's uh, company that he started with his younger brother, you know, the purpose behind it, because it's a little twist between bubble tea and, you know, South Asian chai. Uh, so, you know, they have that aspect. And then <clears throat> we're just going to talk about Shahir and his brother navigating, bringing up a new business and them kind of learning it all on the fly. And they've had some really good success so far. So, I think it'll be a nice little episode. I think we're we're becoming almost an entrepreneurship podcast. We've got people, you know, small businesses, startups, yeah. things like that. And then we throw in a little bit of investing here and there. Of course. But yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. So uh, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, you're here. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the business that you have? Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, my name is Shahir, Shahir Khan. I am founder uh, and co-owner of uh, Pio Chai, which is a South Asian bubble tea shop. And we've been open for about uh, nine months now. We opened March 2021. And it's been a ride. It's it's pretty amazing how, you know, during the pandemic, uh, where you think opportunities are so limited, you know, we were able to create something that I think the community really appreciates. Yeah, and didn't, uh, like, this went entirely against your plan as it was before. This was kind of an idea that came up out of nowhere, and then you acted upon it? Oh, 100%. Uh, if I talked to myself a year ago, like, a year from now, what are you going to be? In my head, <clears throat> right now, I should have been in law school, for finishing up my first semester, or at least in some you know higher education program, whether it be a master's program. Uh, but honestly, like it's it's crazy how things work out. How you know just conversations with 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 peers, with family, with friends, sort of just inspires uh, a whole new train of thought and and, and I guess a trajectory of life. So funny story, the way we really came up with PHI, <clears throat> just very informally, my younger brother and my father, we were chilling at a lounge and just talking about, you know, different ideas as to how we can sort of uh, expand sort of our family's reach in terms of the different things that we're doing. My father, he's, he's a cybersecurity professional. He's, he's been a nine to five type of person pretty much his entire life. <clears throat> and we were on the same path, me and my younger brother, uh, and we decided, like, let's 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 try to step outside of that those confines. Let's let's try to create something for ourselves, uh, but also for the people around us, our community. And you know, originally in my head, I wanted to open a karaoke shop. Actually, really? I wanted a karaoke lounge, like a South Asian karaoke lounge, and and make it really dope with hookah and all that. Uh, and my little brother's like, hold up on that. That's that's a cool idea, uh, but but let's let's think of bubble tea first. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What what do you know about bubble tea? Why bubble tea? And he just sort of said, like, yo, the kids at our high school, 
they Uber to like flushing to get bubble tea. They'll Uber eats, you know, and, and DoorDash bubble tea from like the Roosevelt Field Mall, which is like six miles away or, you know, places even further because there's not that many spots there. And he's like, if you open something around this area, it will do really well. Yeah, because you're like on the edge where it's a little too deep to go into Queens. Definitely. Yeah, right on the edge of, of Long Island. We're, we're literally like Nassau, on the border. Yeah. yeah, Long Island and Queens is right there. Yeah, you're pretty much in the, the gray area that is the middle of Queens and Nassau, but we don't have to harp on that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, fine. so what, uh, yeah, so P.O. Uh, Chai, uh, I guess it's bubble tea, but a, a twist, right? 100%. Did I say that? Yeah, definitely. We market our South Asian flavors like that bubble tea with a twist. And really what we tried to do is incorporate South Asian flavors into the traditional flavors that a lot of people know and love. Uh, especially when it comes to bubble tea, uh, you know, and we kind of wanted to, you know, make norm some, some, some of the flavors that, you know, we use, uh, daily in our households, cardamom, cinnamon, saffron, uh, different type of nuts, uh, you know, turmeric. These, these are all spices that, you know, are so common in our household, but outside, uh, at least when I was growing up, these were things that people stayed away from or didn't really know. Like if you come up smelling like these different types of flavors, they're like, yo, like your mom, your mom cooked brown food at the house. Like what's going on? <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, being, able to, to, yeah. being able to take those spices and infuse them into something that's so aromatic and sweet, like bubble tea. Like it's, it, it's really cool. Bring, bringing awareness to, to a whole different type of cuisine. You're bringing that that new taste, new flavor to an audience Definitely. that normally wouldn't have gotten that. So, damn. So like what, why PO? That's, that's a great question actually. So, you know, we, Solid get, we, question. Get, we get, a, we got a lot of questions in regards to our name. Like what, what is PO? You know, we get, we get different pronunciations too. Pio. Pio is a really popular one. People will say Pio Chai, but PO Chai, uh, Genuine in our language, PO means drink, and this is in Urdu and Hindi. PO means drink, and then chai is chai, so PO chai is drink chai. But you can also take the PO PYO as an acronym. PYO puts you on because we're putting you on to chai. So that's oh. sort of the two ways that we're using it. Yeah, that's tight. That's clever. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you've only been around for how many months? It's only been nine months. Nine months. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to emphasize that before I ask my next question. What are some of the, you know, accolades or accomplishments you've already gotten so far? Because I know some, but I want to let you talk about them. Yeah, sure. No, that's, you know, it's it's crazy because when we first opened up, we we thought like, you know, at most we'll get like, what, 40, 50 customers a day. It's going to be very, you know, small scale, just kids from high school. Me and my younger brother are probably the only people that need to work in the shop. Boy, the first day we were wrong. We had lines out the door around the block. Like people were waiting two and a half, almost three hours to get bubble tea or opening weekend. <clears throat> and and that God. and that lasted probably about about three weeks. Like the lines around the block type. That's insane. Type type uh, situation. <clears throat> and you know some of the accolades that we've received over the past couple of months. You know we were feature, feature, featured on BuzzFeed Tasty, which was incredible for us uh, that's a really uh, big account a hundred percent you know especially with the, i think they have like uh, i think it's 21 million followers and their their videos get 
you know, anywhere from 600,000 to a million. It was really big for us in terms of the reach that we're getting. And we were for featured sure. specifically on their, their, their sort of series called At the Table With, which highlights, you know, small business uh, owners in the food scene. They're doing something different or unique, which, you know, was awesome because that, that went along with exactly what we were doing. It's almost like it couldn't have worked out any better. Oh, 100%. Have you seen good, like, good reach from that? Like, oh, have you 100%. seen good results from yeah, that exposure? Definitely. We, we get people uh, from all different types of backgrounds coming into POHI. And, you know, sometimes they'll say, yeah, we saw you on uh, BuzzFeed Tasty. Uh, we were recently fe- uh, featured on Business Insider as well. So some people have seen us there. Uh, news, Newsday, like it's it's crazy. And, you know, at first we thought like, yeah, we're going to be reliant on the South Asian brown AC community. But we're so glad that that's not the case. Uh, it seems like a lot of people love the flavors that we're offering. And, you know, that that's what makes us really happy because we started this as a way to to really bring about uh, cultural awareness, but in a way that's fun. You know, so we'll do a couple of things uh, to really highlight just members of our community. So simply, if you look at POHI and the the, the real aesthetic behind it, uh, was intentional in the fact that we wanted to create a space that bolsters and promotes uh, South Asians in general. So, you know, the mural that we have, it's it, it was created by this talented artist. Her name is Mohuya Khan. Uh, her artist's name is Labyrinth Av. She has amazing stuff on Instagram. She sells apparels and prints. She's the one who made our larger than life mural with uh, with the characters. And I think that is a, probably one space that completely blows minds of people who walk into the shop because it's like, you know, again, a larger than life representation uh, of, of a person's culture. You know, there's a guy with a turban who looks like he's in like wedding, uh, a, a, a wedding dress and same thing with the girl. And for a lot of people, like in public spaces, especially if you look at Stuart Manor, it's like the whitest place that you can possibly be. Like it's, it's, it's smack dab in the middle of garden city. <clears throat> so and then you walk right in the doors and and b- bam you're 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 yeah. in India or Pakistan or Bangladesh you know where, wherever you know it, it it just brings that sort of you know uniqueness and and that cultural aspect that you don't find in that area you're you're right that's actually yeah. a good point and you then see you that know in different various areas of Long Island so I feel like we yeah. need more of this kind of stuff definitely yeah, and we I, tr- lo- I love it. I appreciate that. Thank you. And we really didn't, you know, and just harping, just, just focusing on that South Asian bit for a minute. Uh, we wanted to find a way to kind of unite, you know, different South Asians, because when you think about it, there are different countries, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. And a lot of the times when you see South Asian restaurants or, you know, just, just, just establishments, they'll, they'll attach themselves to a specific country. You're uh, representing all the South Asians. <clears throat> That's the biggest thing that we you wanted to be do. united. We wanted to create a safe space for all South Asians, you know, because at the end of the day, we we share a lot of the same cultures, a lot of the same food. Uh, we didn't want to ostracize anyone. We kind of wanted to create that vibe that you're all welcomed here. Uh, like, uh, for example, we have the mural who's done by a Bengali artist, but right across the wall, there's like canvases that was done by a very, po- very popular Pakistani artist. Her name is Half and Half, who also has crazy reach. Um, and, you know, that was done very intentionally to show that, you know, we support you know, all countries, all different type of people. 
And, you know, I think people really resonate with that. I feel like especially being South Asian in America and having to face the things that come along with that too. Having a place where at least you can find other like-minded people who are from the same place or their families from the same place and have the same ideas. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, for me, it, it, it kind of came back to like how I was raised. You know, my father's from Pakistan. My mother's from Nepal. My dad's Muslim. My mom's Hindu. I was sort of raised in this intermediary where you always felt like you were left out one way or another. Uh, so I understood the importance of belonging, but also acceptance of just all different types of people. As long as you have some similarities. And even if you have nothing in common in general, the, 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 the basic human experience is something that can draw everyone together. As long as you, 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 you come across with some sort of kindness or decency. I feel like when you base a business off these kind of, <clears throat> like this kind of foundation with these morals, and it's not about things that don't really matter in the big picture, you're bound to be successful though. You're bound, when you're driven off a purpose and a reason and like that why factor, that's what I feel like pushes you to because you're trying to get something out. So the universe is going to make it so you can get that positive message out. And also like in every MBA class that I've taken, you learn like any successful company has a mission statement that isn't related to like profit or like a specific financial aspect. Right. Like, Every like every company has a mission or every successful company has a mission besides just making money. Mm. So like the fact that you have like such a clearly defined mission, I think definitely lends to your success. Yeah, at least we hope so, because it's definitely taxing. Um, I remember early on when we were starting uh, POCHI and I'd be talking to my family, I'd, I'd always say like, yo, we're going to do this fundraiser and we're going to do do this giveaway and we're going to be able to promote the culture like this and they'd be like okay but how are you going to fund that you know like where's the money going to come from like do you do you, do you understand how taxing it is to even run a business day to day with payroll with inventory with all these Overhead, expenses, being yeah. able to make rent you know and for and again i don't come from a business background for me this was just like everything i'm learning about you know from having how, how to do taxes to keeping inventory to doing payroll is doing just it YouTube, on the fly. Doing it on the fly, reading a couple of articles or, or watching a YouTube video. Uh, but I'm glad that, 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 you know, God bless, very early on, we were able to gain so much success that we were able to jump into the mission right away. The first week of opening, we were able to do a very decent fundraiser uh, for Stop Asian Hate, uh, you know, just, just to, you know, destigmatize sort of the, the, the you know, the violence against uh, Asian Americans because of COVID. A couple of weeks after, we were able to do a fundraiser for this girl, Nafia, who's from our immediate community. She actually made the news. She was a, a victim or a survivor of an acid attack, which is insane. I actually saw that on the news, I remember. That yeah, was in Queens, was, right? That, yeah, right right around. Right, literally, she went to high school with us. Like she was, She was from the same high school, literally grew up in that neighborhood. So we were able to mobilize the community and, That's really great. you know, we extended our hours. We were able to get that day, uh, we were able to have almost like 500 people come out to, to, to fundraise for, for, for Nakia, which was absolutely amazing. A little bit later, we were able to, you know, work together with this guy. His name is Japneet Singh. He was running for 
uh, what is it called? A district, le- district legislator for Queens and New York City, the Richmond Hills area. And we were able to do like a, uh, you know, a food drive with him giving out, you know, bubble tea and uh, free hot meals for, for the less fortunate in, in his district. So, you know, being able to constantly give back to the community uh, and not feeling like, yo, how am I going to survive the next day? Or, you know, this is taking a big chunk out of our, you know, our operating expenses. It, it's, it's huge. It makes it so fulfilling. It, me- it makes everything so worth it. When you- That's why, because you're coming from a good place. You're going to be presented with the tools you need to make the impact that you want to have. You know, you have good intentions and that's great. No, that's honestly amazing. And I feel like all the success that you've gotten so far, you definitely deserve it. Um, I guess, are you, you feel good? You want to move on from that topic now? We yeah, can we can talk a yeah, little bit more about business. I know yeah, you definitely to, go for it. To get I, I, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. What's up? So you, you decided that you wanted to like open up this business and you got a pl- you got like a spot, you bought all the equipment and everything. Yeah. How did you like raise awareness before your opening day? Before our opening day. Uh, so, so first thing that we did, uh, but before, I think it was like almost three weeks before we actually opened up, my little brother made a quick TikTok, you know, just how the progress is going in the shop, you know, with all the lights on and, and, and the, you know, mural and the portraits and right off the bat, it got like 120 K views on his, on his TikTok, And automatically there was buzz. Yo, where is this? What shop is this? That's such cool art. And that, that itself generated hype. And then, you know, a week before opening, uh, you know, we just put out a little, you know, actually before that, what we did was we hosted like a small uh, get together with the different influencers that we follow on social media, especially tailored to like the halal food scene and, and just different food critics. And we're like, listen, we're opening up a bubble tea shop and we wanted to invite you to this VIP event where we're doing, you know, taste testing for all our drinks. We'd love if you stop by and it was, you know. It was, I think this was a week before we opened and we had all these amazing people come in and they tried our drinks and they took pictures and whatnot and posted it. And that generated more hype. Like, yo, like, this is so cool. How can I be a part of it? How can I try this drink? You rode the momentum. You kind of, yeah. you got that initial push off that original TikTok or video that yeah. your brother, little brother sent out. Uh, and then kind of just jumped to the next thing and you used the... That's good. I mean, that was smart. And, uh, you know, you, you're repeating that you've never done this before and you're, all, you're learning it all on the fly. I feel like maybe you just have a little bit of a natural intuition when it comes to that. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, you're making good decisions, you know, it's kind of working out in your favor. So yeah. if, it would be different if it was a one-off, but if yeah. you're making multiple good decisions that are yeah. pushing your business in the right direction. Yeah. I definitely say that partially it's, it's luck, you know, right place, right time. Uh, with the right people and uh, you know both both you know the the influencers that we were working with but also like the friends and family that that kind of stuck by uh but i i I do also think that part of it is is really just a drive to understand uh you know what you're getting yourself into because i'd be lying if i said that you know it was all on a whim you know we came up with the idea of pohi maybe july we June or July, we're like, yo, like, let's open up a bubble tea shop in theory. And then from July to to 
I'd say up until September was just market research, understanding, you know, is it a profitable industry? Uh, you know, what is the profit margins? You know, what is the expected, you know, increase in, in the bubble tea market for the next couple of years? Is it a dying trend? It's a growing and then, industry, oh, right? Oh, 100%. Right now, it's, a, you know, it's at about a $2.8 billion industry. Within the next, by, by 2023, it's expected to double, you know, somewhere around the $4 billion mark. Very nice. And, you know, things can change there. You know, the more that bubble tea is introduced into the United States, right now it's concentrated in, in the coastal regions, you know, the West and the East, you know, California, New York, uh, Boston. But as it reaches middle America, the, the market uh, value increases. And right now I'll, I'll say this with POHI opening up it introduced bubble tea to the South Asian audience. Uh, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I'll tell you, uh, two months after POHI opened, we saw another South Asian bubble tea shop open up, which was, you know, taking sort of the same menu items that we had and just incorporating it in their own way. A couple of months later, another shop opened up literally a mile and a half away from where we are. They're all trying to copy you now. <laughs> that, that's a compliment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't mind it. You know, it increases market awareness. Uh, you know, the more shops that there are, the more people are exposed to it. And there's a more demand, hopefully, if the product is good. So it's not something to be afraid of. And at the end of the day, we always think like, yo, we're the, we're, we're the first ones to start this sort of business. You know, we're, we're the yeah. first in the industry, South Asian bubble tea. And now we're seeing it in London. You know, so there, there's a shop that opened up called Bubble, uh, bubble Chai which does the same type of bubble tea that we do. And, you know, we ourselves, we, we understand sort of the reach that we have. We get, we get, you know, you know, inquiries about franchising opportunities from Australia to, to Dubai, to Florida and Texas, like all over the place. That's so, so we understand that there, there, there is this sort of hype in terms of bubble tea. So that's why, that's another reason why we went into this industry because we understood sort of, sort of the market behind it what i guess a follow-up would be what do you want to do with that what are your plans i guess for the future as much as you can say yeah no that's fair i mean as of, as of right now you know expansion is at the forefront we're in the process of building and opening up our second location wow. down in hicksville uh nine months in god bless you know knock on wood everything goes well uh but you know we we tried to find a spot where you know, our community is prominent and there is no place browner than Hicksville in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can, so, I, I could definitely confirm that. Yeah. So, so, you know, it just made more sense for us to open in, you know, in that area and, you know, hopefully that goes well. Uh, we definitely want to see ways that we can, you know, just increase our, you know, just, just looking at a business in a business sense, uh, increasing our revenue streams, you know, the last thing any company can do, at least in my opinion, is be dependent on just one product or one way of, you know, bringing in income. No, you know, course. as things expand, you want to be able to go into, you know. Multiple facets. Yeah. Exactly. Whether it be apparel, whether it be, you know, going into, you know, retail. and being Or a subscription able to, method. Yeah, just different ways to, to, to really bring in brand awareness, but not restricting yourself to just, you know, the customer to boberista interaction inside your store so you know we're just playing around with different ideas and hopefully in the next couple of months we'll be able to share them and hopefully you know people will enjoy what we're doing the best thing is when you're in this expansion phase that's when you get the opportunity to start dipping into multiple things and then seeing them grow yeah no yeah. no doubt 
I mean, already we were able to sort of dabble into like the entertainment industry where we, we started a, a, a platform called POHI Presents where we'd bring on, you know, just, just South Asian artists, singers, and be able to produce like, you know, three full length, you know, live recordings of, of, of them singing and then like a little interview session and then putting it out there, you know, most of them free, but some, 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 some who wanted, you know, a better production, you know, uh, you know, charging for them and, you know, just finding ways that we can really utilize the, the POHI name because, you know, as of right now, it's, it, you know, people associated with, with creativity and just, just like almost like a mini hub of, of South Asian, I guess, culture and excellence. You also have a, a TikTok presence, right? Social media presence too? Yeah, we do. Uh, and you do some we, creative skits and cool stuff on there? Yeah, we try our best to, you know, and, and some it's, it's a hit or a miss, you know, just really understanding this TikTok algorithm is absolutely insane. And, you know, I, you know, talking to other business uh, owners around the area too, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to figure out, but we, what we realized is for, for our business, for our industry, the, the thing that works best is skits and just like humorous, almost cringe content because it gets people to share it and comment it, you know, some, some, some kind comments most of the time, like, like, yo, like, you know, I feel like a, a, a brown uncle wrote this, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, you know, yeah. as as long as it gets its sh- it, it its shares, you know that that's all that matters to us. You know, we just want the awareness. Yeah, it's just spreading the word, and then people will be like, "Hey, wait, I might go check that place out." Yeah, and then, well, yeah, that's just expanding reach and trying to get more people involved. Ahmed, did you have a question? I feel like we yeah, about- yeah. What was like? What was the hardest part for you, or for I guess like? You said you're a co-owner, like you and your co-owner. What was the hardest thing that you guys went through to get to where you are? Yeah, so the co-owner is is my younger brother. Uh, he's 17 years old. He's he's still a young kid. Uh, and I think the the hardest thing, especially when working with any partner, is making sure the visions align. And I'll tell you, POHI, when first talking to my brother, and you know, with with you know your kid brother being involved, parents are usually always involved because now everything's in the family. So when I pitched the idea of creating a South Asian bubble tea shop, like it was shut down right from the beginning. You know, my parents were not down for it. My younger brother was not down for it. They're like, why would brown people be making bubble tea? Like you, you, you know, like who will, who will give this drink credibility? It's not part of your culture. Like, how are you going to get people to actually subscribe uh, to your product? And, you know, I think for us, the hardest part was really coming to terms with like, you know, creating this image of, of, of just a South Asian spot. So, so, you know, for us, it, it really was just coming at, coming to terms with, you know, the South Asian identity, but I also understand where they came from, because if I look at the hardest part, you know, outside of working in a partnership, it has to be, you know, the repercussions of promoting our South Asian identity. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because midway through our construction, once we, you know, cleared it with the, uh, you know, with, with, you know, Stuart Manor's Chamber of Commerce uh, and the town board that, oh, we're opening up a bubble tea shop. They were like, great, we love bubble tea, open it up. And once, you know, they got the permit for our sign and they saw the man with the turban and the mustache and the mural inside, we got our permits revoked uh, where we were then. They can you know, revoke at any point. They can revoke it at any point where it opened. 
in 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 Stuart Manor Village, which is an incorporated village, so they have ultimate jurisdiction as to what shops open and where they open. Like they they hold all power to that. You know, so if I, it was did that get fixed or resolved? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it, you know, it delayed us, so it delayed our opening about two and a half months. You know where you know our the biggest concern from the from the village hall and you know i i quote it your shop won't uh does not represent the values of this 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 neighborhood uh your uh your brand doesn't belong here so how does that really, make you guys feel I mean, how does it make anybody feel? It makes you feel like, you know, like shit, yeah. like, yo, like this is terrible. I originally, but, I originally, yeah. when you were telling me, like explaining it before you got to that conclusion, yeah. I was thinking more because it wasn't the normal bubble tea that you trying to do a spin off on it was like negative in some way, but they were saying more just because they were assuming that it was normal bubble tea. And then they realized it was South Asian and yeah. So if you look at it, look at Stuart Manor again, it's, it's a very white neighborhood. Uh, so why would they be okay the, with other bubble tea anyway? There is no, yeah, exactly. I feel like why it's a different, it's just another culture. It's a, it's a different culture. Uh, but, but, you know, if you look at Stuart Manor, right there, there, there's a high school right, right across the street from a Swanica high school. That's where I grew up. That's where I went to high school. There's like so many different, you know, ethnicities there. The majority, majority of the students there are black, Hispanic, and then South Asian. I think white is like sort of the lowest population there. That's why anybody that grows up in Stewart Manor, they usually go to private school to sort of, you know, escape going to, you know, some, somewhere that's so, so diverse. Uh, so, so for us, we weren't really shocked, like, okay, you know what, well, we're, we're going through this, uh, but you can't complain. You can't, you can't, you know, start going to lawyers and, you know, making a big fuss because at the end of the day, you know, they can easily say, yeah, we don't want this. We don't want this. Like we're not breaking any laws by saying they can't be here. They're they're allowed to do Their that. Jurisdiction gives them the ability to do that. Exactly. So we decided to 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 take a more smart, uh, uh, you know, a, a more, uh, I, I I guess strategic course yeah, in terms yeah. of how to fight it back. And really, what we did was we went uh, to different members in the town and different constituents, uh, people that we went to high school with, their parents, their parents' friends. And we said, listen, we're trying to open up a bubble tea shop here. Uh, this is the product. This is what it tastes like. This is what it looks like. We, you know, we hope this is something that you would enjoy. You know, please come to the town hall meeting next week and speak in our favor. Oh, so and, a lot of people came to support you and that overturned or like persuaded the board. Yep. We were able to get about 50 people to come into the town hall meeting, which they were, the, 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 the village hall people were so shocked because they're like, we we've never had attendance in these meetings <laughs> but, but we were able to get so many people where at a certain point you know because the video was being recorded the, the meeting was being recorded this was during covid time so you know everything was through zoom like there was no reason why they were able to decline our permit you know there was you know genuine interest from the community members that were saying we want this bubble tea shop open and that's how phi came about you know part of it was getting through that political hurdle so you're saying that delayed you by two and a half months. Yeah. So now when's the, I guess, when is it slated to open up? 
So this this is me talking about our first location, the PHI that's opened right now. Oh, this now. was the original one. This oh, is the original one. You're saying one. in Hicksville that was. Oh yeah, that wasn't a problem. Yeah, the Hicks Hicksville is not going to be a problem. That already is like you know a, a very concentrated you know South Asian population. So I feel like that's the thing about owning your own business. You're going to be faced with those kind of situations where some people would just not really look deep enough for a solution, and then others would pretty much just find a way yeah 100% to, to get out of it to make it happen definitely there's always a way i think i think there's always a way as long as you know you 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 plan it out you know with a calm head because very easily especially in this day and age you know you can go up in arms you know make a twitter post or you know yes that's not you gonna... know, just take the extreme action but you know it, in the long run it's not the smartest approach you know sometimes you have to you have to you have to play play the long game you know yeah play the long game be patient and just instead of trying to stir the pot just be respectful and try to get the other person to see your side instead of forcing them because usually it doesn't work that way um i guess one question i want to ask is I'm, i'm not sure if you might already mentioned it but what's the what was the most difficult part of like the intricacies of a bubble tea business so far like learning actually how to do it or how to do it properly or the correct machines yeah i mean you know in this day and age everything is online you want to see how a bubble tea shop you uh, look you know, it operates you go on youtube you say day, day in the life of a boba barista and you'll see how 10 different shops are running their boba shop and you pick the best methods out of all of them and you incorporate into yours uh, that's what we did. You know, why, why break something that's already working or why, 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 why try to fix something that's not broke? How long did you it know? take you to experiment to get the, the flavors you wanted or was yes. that pretty easy? Did it kind of click? Uh, some of it clicked. I'll, I'll say from like, like from like, I'd say October to March, it was really just us playing with different flavors, different, different ingredients and seeing which, you know, how all the flavors come together. Our most popular ones, the bubble tea with a twist, especially the kulfi flavors. Our kulfi flavors are, are, are the drinks that come with South Asian ice cream on top. And we have different flavors. We have rose, pistachio, mango, spiced vanilla, which which we call malai. That sounds delicious. Oh, it's it's absolutely like heavenly. And, and it's like very rich, very creamy, very aromatic. Uh, it's not something you commonly taste when you're drinking bubble tea. Those drinks, we actually came up with the recipe, I think, a week before opening. Like, we, we literally were like, yo, how how can we, like, set ourselves absolutely apart? And my younger brother, uh, Saqib, he was like, yo, like, let's try to do bubble tea floats. I think that's going to work. I think that's really cool. You know, it'll, it'll make that's it look very cool. aesthetic. And we're like, all right, let's try it. And, you know, it's 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 our best-selling, you know, drinks right now. You know, we're, we're, we're almost at a hundred thousand cups sold, uh, in nine months open for a small awesome. business. That's, that's absolutely huge for us, you know? So being able to do that, part of it is because my little brother, Saqib was able to come up with this, you know, very unique and creative idea to make us stand out and it's worked amazingly. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and they come yeah. through when they need to. Oh, hundred percent. You got to just use all the tools of your business both of you as owners just to each other's advantage or to the business's advantage. But, um, oh shoot, I was going to say something. I forgot. I made, you got any questions? 
I mean, <clears throat> I do want to know where your your place is. I haven't been, and I need to pull up ASAP. I think I'm going to go on Saturday. Yeah, so, so we're located at 100 Covert Avenue, Stewart Manor. Uh, it's it's right on the border of Long Island and Queens, um, right next to Hillside. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the island, but you know, it's it's sort of in that area where you know you don't feel like you're too much into the suburbs and you're close enough to the city. So you know, it's it's cool. You know, that's what you know we're able to get some of the Queens and sometimes Brooklyn customers and also people from Eastern Long Island. So it's really nice. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, are, are you guys on Instagram? I know you said you're on TikTok, but where else can we uh, find you? Yeah. So we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We have a Twitter. Twitter is like the hardest social media to get popular. Like I cannot figure it out and we're on Facebook, but Facebook is also dying. Hopefully in the near future, we'll have like a PHI virtual shop on the metaverse. (laughs) Some, uh, some virtual bulba. Why not, you know? POHI NFT, who knows? You can, like, your metaverse character will just walk around with a cup of POHI. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have him wear a boba costume, you know? Just, you know, fully embrace the product. For sure. Like, (laughs) like he just has, like, a straw coming out of his head. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Like, a drink or, like... Yeah, you know how they have those costumes, like yeah. like hot dog costume, banana costume, like straight up a boba costume. Like you, you see the bubbles on the bottom and like a straw hat. Do you have your own branding on your cups? Like is it yeah. custom branding? Yeah, we do. And bro, I'll tell you, it took so long for us to get them. I think the hard one of actually, if I think about one of the hardest challenges we went through, it was really sourcing ingredients and 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 inventory. Uh, during the pandemic because there was such a slowdown in things being released from customs and getting things fabricated at the right time. Uh, we had to wait almost four and a half months to get our local cups. Like, But now that's all you deliver to a shop. <clears throat> now that's all you use before you're using now, blank cups? But before then, we were using blank cups and sometimes we'd have the U-shaped cups. Sometimes we'd have the tall cups because when we first started out, we just used whatever we had, our, whatever we can get our hands on. There was gotcha. a plastic cup shortage and you know, it's, it's, it's coming back again. Like we're, we're already starting to notice like, yo, like, you know, the cost of inventory is going up. The demand is high. The supply is low. Like you have to be proactive with when you order and how you order. It's, it's crazy. Usually you got to, when the price is low, just jump on it for as much as you can. As, as much as you can afford at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's just because then if you don't have enough and it's, 3x the price yeah yeah it's it's absolutely insane yeah yeah Yeah. and you see we see it with inflation now you know just everything is i'd I'd say overall if i look at you know bubble tea uh equipment and also hold like inventory the raw material it's up at least 20 percent since we've opened up and that's across the board not just like in new york like when we're talking to boba shops in california when we're talking to boba shops over down in texas because over time you get to network with other people in the same industry. Like that's one of the common, that's, that's one of the, you know, uh, like biggest stressor right now. Like, yo, the cost of, you know, creating one cup of bubble tea has increased 20%. You know, right now inflation is, you know, reported to be somewhere between six and six, six and 8%. So we're like almost tripled the, 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 the current rate of inflation just in the bubble tea market. It's absolutely insane. 
I feel like when you have a business, especially during this time, it kind of doesn't help that we're in a very volatile, uncertain, you know, time in the financial and economic state of the world. But just because your company or franchise or whatever does good one month or for two months in a row, it's not like a job. Like, you know, you're always, once you get it up to this level, you're always going to make that much with a business. Yeah. It's different every month. You're just trying to do the best you can to, you know, while doing what you're there to do and serving your purpose, also turn a good profit, have good mar- margins to and reinvest it back into the business. Yeah, no doubt. To anybody who's who's listening to this podcast and they're interested in, you know, opening up their own business, going into entrepreneurship, uh, the the last thing you should ever do is 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 dis- be disappointed because you know one month you have an off sales day or let that dismotivate you because you know I think customer service in general when 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 especially in the in the food industry you know different seasons have different rates of you know customer attraction summertime is great for ice cream shops but the winter time they they're they're either you know almost always empty or they close down for the season because you know they're not making anything. You know, same thing with like, you know, just different industries. So not letting that dishearten you is, is very important. And we've learned that too. You know, at first we all, we thought like, oh yeah, you know, we'll always be golden. It's winter time. You know, we already noticed, you know, comparatively, there's a lot less people than what we had before. Uh, but it's also normal. So you can't let that hurt your feelings. There's seasons but as long as business, yeah. Exactly. As long as your product remains, you know, consistent and good you'll be fine and you don't stop marketing and advertising just keep it pushing yeah how do you uh you get the word out now you just rely on social media and you just networking and conversating or are you doing ads and newspapers online yes so we're not doing anything on newspaper i mean we use facebook ads we use instagram ads we use tiktok uh, we are on in a couple of like facebook communities uh, with the south asian community so we'll post up ads there so, and, and then I think our best is word of mouth, you know, especially with a tight knit South Asian community, everybody knows someone. And if they post, you know, P.O. Chai, somebody else will be like, yo, what spot is this? Let's go there too. So I think especially early on, what helped P.O. Chai a lot was the fact that, you know, for every one TikTok we created, there are like 10 TikToks made by our customers. Yeah. So if you look at the views on P.O. Chai at TikTok, it's at like 1.2 million views and it's not because our TikTok channel gets that many views. It's because, you know, the amount of people that made TikToks at POHI has, you know, really increased our awareness by that much. And because it was featured on Tasty and other outlets like that, it's become a thing that's cool to, you know, put on social media and share that you're enjoying. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's you know, part of that hype, you know, like I'm, I'm at the spot that everybody and their moms have been in. You know, at least yeah, a couple of months ago, it was like that, which is great for us, you know, and we're very thankful. And it will, as you continue to expand, carry yeah. that through when yeah, new locations pop up and stuff. Yeah, no, I feel like that was good. We can wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. It was great to hear yeah. about the business. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great being able to, you know, just talk about something that, you know, at first was, you know, nothing and, you know, now, now it's it's a tangible place where people are able to come and enjoy so i really appreciate you giving me this opportunity yeah awesome yeah all right just one one last thing if there if there was something you could like 
say to some one of your customers or uh, somebody who's like seen you on social media, what would it be? <laughs> somebody who's seen me on social media, um, what would I say? That's really tough. I I I'd, I'd say I'm not that reckless of a driver. Uh, and, and i'll tell you I'll you're tell doing you no hezzy shit right now no, I'll, I'll tell you this the reason why it's it's so embarrassing so so my father after a couple months of pochi and it was doing really well he got me a license plate that said pochi on it which was great at first i'm like it's walking talking advertisement like it's me like I, this is the business that we created it's awesome and then one day i'm, I'm going through our tiktok comments and one person commented uh the dude with the POHI license plate be driving brazy on the Northern state parkway. And I'm like, damn, that's absolutely insane. Like now everybody sees like, like you, you gotta be careful with everything you do. <laughs> no matter what, you'll have eyes People on you coming for your neck. Like chill. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's insane. So that's what I'd say. Like, don't worry. I'm not that bad of a driver. It's so it's, it's till it's that one specific instance, but that I tell that person straight up. I'm not that bad. Word. All right, thank you again for coming on, bro. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Yeah, you could reach us, Black Box uh, Podcast, No Way in the Black, Instagram and Twitter. We'll uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Peace.